Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. The Spirited Advocate podcast brings together people from all parts of the distilled spirits industry to talk about top issues facing everyone from distillers to consumers. Whether it's diving into how each spirit is made or chatting about their favorite cocktails, Host Chris Swanger brings top leaders in the industry from Louisville, Kentucky, all the way to Ireland and everywhere in between. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts or visit distilledspirits.org to learn more. Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. A reason that I'm Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. That's right. The dude is talking to you. Or you can call me Anthony. I'm cool with that, too. Once I had a girlfriend that said that she, uh, when I told her that my nickname was the dude, she just looked at me and said, I can't call you that. So, uh, Anthony, it was. So, um, and I had no problem with it. So, how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's well. Hope, uh, Hopefully everybody is uh, at least not sick. Um, and there's something on the horizon that will get us all back to work and feeling good about ourselves instead of going broke and wondering what what are we going to do next month. Uh, so you're in my bar, so uh, everybody relax, sit down, let's have a chat for a little while. As usual, we got to start off with today's drink special. I jumped on to Esquire.com for this one. Uh, it... Uh, just sounded pretty simple uh, for some of you bars out there that don't have to do all the flair, have to do all the showmanship. This one's called A Dark and Stormy. According to Esquire.com, sweet and sharp, the Dark and Stormy climbed out of the Bermuda Triangle to become the most popular Caribbean rum cocktails you can make. Here's how you make it. Uh, your ingredients include two ounces of dark rum, three ounces of ginger beer, and a half ounce of lime juice. Optional. But uh, try it anyway. Why not? You can just squeeze a couple limes into that. The directions go as follows. Uh, fill a tall glass with ice cubes, add rum, and then pour in the ginger beer and lime juice. Stir with a bar spoon, garnish with a lime wedge. So go ahead. Go ahead and give that one a try. That actually sounds like a good Caribbean-type cocktail, something mellow. Uh, and, you know, don't forget to tell me what you think about this stuff. Uh, you can contact me at dude at heybartenderpodcast.com via email, or you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Both accounts are Hey Bartender Podcast. I tell you guys about all these drinks. I'd really like to know what your customers think about it. Of course, some of you are probably sitting around uh, wondering if you will ever see your customers again, and I greatly apologize if I made you feel bad right then and there. Uh, like I said before, this podcast is for fun, and hopefully you guys are uh, having fun with me. But stick around later on in the show. I'm going to be featuring musical guest Scott and the Hoople with their single for the turnstiles. You'll want to stick around for that. Okay, the idea for this particular episode of Hey Bartender Podcast came from a guy on a TikTok account. 
that and the stuff that he said uh you know made me think and made me really go back in my mind and really go into thinking what was it like watching everybody in the bar and in particular the women and now i had to sit back and really think about this because the stuff he said was you know it could be considered controversial it could be uh considered uh completely wrong but then again all the stuff that i started thinking about directly after that i started thinking you know he actually could be right now i don't remember the name of the guy i didn't uh i just swiped right past it and uh Colleen forgot about it and then started dwelling on it a little bit later so i can't give credit to the guy because i don't know who he is but here's how it basically went he started saying that women have the power when it comes to hooking up and you know they decide they make the decision whether or not to go home with the guy they make the decision whether to talk to the guy and it's pretty much all up to them so i started thinking about all these uh, bar stories and of well, what women have told me about what happened at the bar the night before this guy was a real schmuck this guy was really cute uh this that and the other thing but then i started uh, i started thinking stop thinking about their stories what have i observed first example that i'm going to give you guys in one of the bars i worked at there was this uh group of sisters that were always in the bar hanging out together uh and all the guys uh, kept staring at him because they were all beautiful in their own right. All uh, They weren't sisters. Uh, they weren't all sisters. They were like a couple of them were sisters. Some of them were cousins. But they all had uh, very unique uh, traits about them. But they were all beautiful. And so the guys would basically go nuts for them all the time. They'd uh, be running over to talk to them and try to hook up hook up with them constantly, but it never happened. So the guys tried to uh, do other things. Maybe they just need to loosen up a little bit. Hey, dude, can you uh, bring over whatever she's drinking? Put it on my tap. Now, uh, this might sound a little bit uh, uh, racist or whatever, but these girls were Russian. And these guys sat back and thought, well, if we get a couple drinks in them, they'll loosen up and, you know, maybe we'll have a little bit of luck. No, these girls had a better alcohol tolerance than most, I don't know, guys in the Navy. They, they really knew how to handle their liquor. And uh, no, no matter what the guys did, they were flat on the floor drooling while they were still shooting pool, while the girls were still shooting pool. It was amazing. But... When I thought about it, these girls, uh, the guys would constantly be after them, but they would always, they would graciously accept uh, free drinks that they wanted, uh, that they received, but they would never do anything unless they really thought the guy was interesting. If they sensed that all the guys trying to do is see him naked, they were automatically turned off. There was no way in hell that the guy was going to see them naked. And, you know, th these girls had, uh, uh, I'm not going to say standards, but they, they knew what they were doing. 
they didn't ask for the free drinks. They didn't try to get the free drinks. They just ended up with them. And I talked to the girls all the time. And I was always uh, very uh, friendly to them, always very polite. I never made a move on them. And uh, that's why they enjoyed coming into my bar because they didn't feel any pressure from me. But uh, I did warn the occasional guy, yeah, you can keep putting drinks in her, but she's going to outlast you. I swear, you're just wasting your money. And these girls, they made the decision, you know, this like, you know what, this guy, uh, he acts like an idiot when he gets drunk. No, no, I don't want anything to do with him. And these guys, now listen to this part, guys. These guys would use every tactic in the satchel. They would use pickup lines. They'd buy him drinks. They, you know, get dressed up, do their hair. Guys, you're trying, would end up trying harder than most women realize. Wearing the specific colognes or actually back in the, uh, back in my bartending days, it was all Axe body spray. As a man, ladies, I fully apologize for that stuff. But the, these, uh, Russian cousins and, uh, sister, they, uh, they had complete control over the situation and they were the first group that popped into my head. Cause they were like, no, uh, you're, you're going to get nowhere because I don't like you. And plus some, uh, some of them had, uh, uh, really, uh, their belief system, uh, said that they weren't they weren't going to do that. You know, one night stands or random sex or something like that. Uh, it had, they had to be in some kind of relationship or pointing towards marriage at least and respectable. I give that full respect. Uh, but then I started thinking about a little, little bit more, everything in the bar arsenal that you think of when you, uh, when you go to, uh, how to find somebody in the bar, anybody. Guys go through a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, sure, some of us don't dress as nice as we should. Some of us probably just got off work. Uh, some of us, but we have to have that arsenal of icebreakers, for, formerly known as pickup lines. And I'm not talking about, hey, baby, what's your sign? I'm talking about, walking over and say, hi, what's your name? A a lot of the guys would have to uh, make the approach. And sometimes guys come on really, really strong because guys, just like probably every species on this planet, get a little bit heavy-handed. I don't want to say desperate. That means that they go for anything and everything. Uh, No, guys still choose who, but the... When it's when I see these things happening, now, ladies, I fully am prepared for you to all tell me I'm wrong. Uh, now, this is just regular back and forth type of thing. Now, if you are, uh, if you're a woman, you do ultimately have the power to decide whether or not you go home with the guy or not. You uh, because. They have to use the pickup lines. They have to uh, get the icebreakers going. And uh, they're the uh, majority of the men 
uh, have to do everything they can to impress you. Sometimes the impressions will uh, turn you off automatically because they're acting like a complete moron. But ultimately, that's them, let's say, peacocking. And uh, I don't know if some of you women realize it, but you are the ones that have the power. You don't have to take him home. You don't have to sleep with him. Now, some of you girls that uh, uh, said where the guy basically forced himself on you. Okay, that's not regular dating. That's rape. You should really call the police on that sort of thing. Or, uh, you know, bring a friend, make sure a friend knows where you're at, and all that stuff. That is completely different. Not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is just the sheer act of meeting somebody. Uh, and uh, not uh, not the guy uh, just pouring as many drinks in, as you can to lower your uh, inhibitions, maybe your standards, and uh, get you home. But the guy is actually trying to make an effort to get to know you a little bit first and get you to try to decide uh, whether or not you want to go home with him. It It's a weird thing that I don't completely understand, and I was going to try to hit up somebody, any uh, one of my past guests or a friend of mine, uh, uh, to get a female perspective on this, but I couldn't get anybody right away, and I really wanted to talk about this subject. But it when I think back on these stories it does really feel like that the women ultimately makes the final decision. The guy sets his sights on who he wants, uh, who he thinks is cute, good looking, uh, whatever. And okay, let's, it starts off, say you're out dancing on the dance floor with your friends. And one guy starts to eyeball you and uh, thinks, wow, she moves pretty good. She's got really pretty face, pretty hair. I want to try to get to know this girl. So how does he make his way across the bar, uh, across the dance floor in order to meet you? Or does he just stay at the bar and try to give off the vibe, you know, stick out the merchandise and try to show off, see if he can, what he can do to grab the woman's attention, which guys, if you're, all you're doing is just standing there staring at the girl, you come off as creepy. Uh, if you're trying to give off the vibe and uh, and you're more than five, ten feet away from him, you're invisible. Trust me. Maybe jump onto the dance floor with her, but then you run the risk of uh, coming on too strong and a little bit creepy. So, however a guy does it, I mean, if um, all my female listeners out there have probably come up with 18 different stories in the last four seconds of how some guy tried to put the vibe out there on him and uh and how funny some of them were maybe how some of uh, some did work i mean i've talked to some women that said uh they liked the guy in his uh they went home with the guy because they liked him in his jeans they went home with the guy because they liked his hair some of them said he smelled dreamy and you know because I'm constantly a guy that's trying to take notes of what women want because I am fucking clueless. I mean, uh, it changes so much for me. Uh, used to be a nice-looking, clean-cut guy, but uh, what's the thing that women are doing where they're saying, if you have a beard, 
and you have tattoos and a bald head, come here and let me love you. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not bald. I honestly can't grow a nice beard to save my life. And I don't really, I'm not into the tattoo thing. Uh, I just can't think of anything to put on myself that I wouldn't get sick of within six months. But then I get advice from uh, other friends that they say, just be yourself. Well, myself is a dork. And the bar situation for dorks is not the situation for uh, where a dork should be. Uh, where we should go, I don't have a fucking clue either. But let's say uh, the man grabs the woman's attention. Somehow, some way, it, it happens. She happens to glance across the bar. She sees him. She likes something about him from afar, whatever the woman's taste goes by. Um, and then she might give out a signal, maybe. Because uh, I think it could come off the same way if the girl all of a sudden ran up to the guy and uh, started talking to him. It might intimidate him a little bit. But, uh, you know, she might give off a little bit of a signal, a little bit of a smile, and that will give the guy, okay, she might be interested. Okay, now I got to I gotta walk over there. Or you can be one of those uh, assholes that says, hey, bartender, send her a drink, and then sit there and wait for her to come over to you. It's, uh, it's a wrestle for the man for dominance, which men... If you're looking for sex in a bar, you do not have dominance. Here's why. Because uh, if you send a drink over to the girl and then uh, the bartender points you out, the bar, uh, at best case scenario, she's going to look at you from uh, from where she's sitting. Worst case scenario, the bar, she's going to ask the bartender, what's the story with the guy? And the bartender will tell you, tell her. Uh you know, and you've got to sit back and wonder, does the bartender like me or does the bartender hate me? And most of the time, the bartender will say, oh, he's a pretty good guy uh, and give the most generic answer ever. He won't. Uh, no bartender will ever go. Oh, he's uh, got a six figure year salary. He's uh, been uh, single all of his life. Very respectful. No, we'll give an answer like oh, he's OK then that's where the woman's power comes in. She makes the decision whether or not he's worth going across the bar for. And truthfully, in this bartender's uh, life and trials of being a bartender, that didn't happen very often. It was maybe one out of ten times where the girl would actually wander over, leave her friends, and walk over and talk to the guy. It, uh, it probably more than one out of 10 times, maybe one out of 50, but it was very rare situation. And the, uh, then the bartender would come back and what'd she say? And I was, well, well, she says, thank you. And I, then I would give him the advice. Look, dude, if you want to get to know her, don't expect her to come over here, go over there like a gentleman. And then the, uh, the male customer has to sit back and decide, does she need to real meet the real me or does she need to meet my representative? Chris Rock used to say that a lot. You are when you're in a bar situation or meeting somebody for the first time, you're not meeting that person. You are meeting their representative. You're meeting the person that represents 
who they could be. And that person is trying to make the sale. It's like talking to a used car salesman. Uh, They'll tell you anything you want about whatever they're trying to sell just to get the sale. So what does the guy do? He has to tell a story about himself. He has to uh, think of something. Now, a normal guy would be able to just be able to say who he is. That's what they mean by just be yourself. Say who you are. Maybe if the conversation gets into it, a couple of your interests. and But the guy should be really asking about her. Because, come on, you wanted to know about her. She didn't know you existed until you sent the drink over. So you, you've got to spend the time convincing this girl that you are a good guy. And sometimes guys, they embellish their story a little bit or tell flat-out lies of who they are because most likely the guy has low self-esteem and doesn't like who he is. It's not, uh, I've got to impress this girl quick, so i got to tell her I make a six-figure-year salary and I've... Uh, gotta tell her I drive a nice car, even though it's a 94 Honda. Um, uh, but my Ferrari is in the shop, uh, or maybe even the guys go for the all time sob story. This was after desert storm. And I saw guys coming into the bar saying, yeah, I was, uh, in desert storm and I was married at one time. We had a child together. But the uh, but something happened to the child and we got divorced, and they were using that as a pickup line to get somebody to feel sorry for them, and you know and then but if uh, I, one time it came to a point where uh, the girl was actually uh, a marine. I know this because she, uh, she told me she was a marine at one time, and she because uh, she came in in fatigues one time just to have a quick beer before going uh going back to her parents place and she started smelling problems with this guy's story uh he was uh, he said i was in the marine corps uh and then i uh i never left the united states i mostly worked on electrical equipment and she started smelling weird things about uh his story then it finally came to the point where she decided to start to ask him questions. She said, uh, you're a Marine. So, uh, oh, you know, it was something that I was debating with a friend of mine just recently. When is the Marine's birthday? And he goes, oh, God. You know, it's been so long, I, I don't remember anymore. Okay, big fucking red stop sign. Any... Uh, any of you bartenders out there, if somebody's wandering around saying that they're a Marine and they don't know when the Marine's birthday is, they were never a Marine. Ask any real Marine. That's the first thing they drill into your head and they make you repeat it constantly to the point where you'll never forget it. It goes along even with the, uh, uh, the Marine hymnal or, or their uh, I, I referred to it as a theme song once, almost got in trouble, but I, you know what I mean. Oddly enough, she was really uh, polite to the guy, but that was the end of any possibility whatsoever that may have been lingering in the back of her head that this guy was, at the very least, dateable. But then, you know, I mean, guys, you got to come up with the truth because the lies eventually do come out. 
because uh, women always figure it out. Uh, some of them maybe a couple days later than others, but, uh, you know, just tell them the truth. It, it's way easier and faster that way because, like I said, they make the decision. They make uh, They are the ones that decide whether or not you are the type that they would see themselves with if not for a few months, the rest of their lives, or even for the night. I mean, I do feel sorry for some of the girls out there that they went home with a guy and all of a sudden the guy never called him back, never contacted him, barely even acknowledges their existence because they hang out at the same bar. Uh, eventually, the uh, one of them will leave, whether it's the guy or the girl, because they may be embarrassed or they're, you know, uh, whatever reason. But remember, ladies, you just have to realize you are the ones with the big decision whether to follow through with anything. I've been in uh, a handful of situations where uh, I've gotten thrown in the friend zone within a couple seconds. And it's just, oh, you're so, uh, so nice. You're such a nice guy. Okay, I hear phrases like that, and I automatically think I'm screwed. I don't give up right away. It, I just know, know it's not going to happen that night, possibly ever. But it, it's just not going to happen that night. Maybe, you know, guys like me always have that feeling, maybe I can get out of the friend zone. Uh, based on my life, some of you guys may have been successful and had those Hallmark movie moments where you uh, just all of a sudden tell the girl you love them, the music comes up, and she smiles, and you kiss and live happily ever after. But uh, based on my experience, uh, that ruins the relationship. So, like, uh, it happened to me uh, back in, like, middle school. I told I was hanging out with this girl uh, a lot. We were great friends, and one day I just told her, I really like you. I, you know, more than a friend. And then she never wanted to talk to me ever again. It was too embarrassing, you know. But you can't use middle school as a, a stepping stone for that type of talk because everybody's hormones are going crazy and the and everybody doesn't know how to process that sort of thing properly. But as you get older, you get put in that friend zone. It, there's usually no way out of it. Because the girl respects you too much. She thinks of you like a brother, and she doesn't want to sleep with her brother. So, in a, in, which has caused me to, you know, um, start thinking, stop taking it slow, because every time you take it slow, you end up in the friend zone. And I don't know how to, you know, get it going. And if I go too fast, then I'm going to end up derailed somehow. So what do I do? Go for liquid courage? God, no. Not me. Some of you guys can probably do it because you can handle your alcohol. Uh, but if I go for liquid courage, and then like I've told you guys before, if I get alcohol in my system, I turn as red as a Budweiser sign, and uh, then I just embarrass myself. And so they're like, oh, my God, you're so red right now. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just a little buzzed right now. I'm cool. But being introverted, going out and meeting people is really tough to do. And realizing that the women 
have the ultimate power whether or not what they want to talk to me whether they want to spend the night with me that scares me because uh i'm like okay i'm doing well i'm doing well wait did i say something wrong oh crap uh, uh, you know i talked about star wars a little bit too much um no i usually don't bring up star wars until like the second or third date but there was one time i did force myself to at least make a hard effort to get to know a stranger because usually I don't uh, try to date or anything, uh, any woman that I've met until I've gotten to know them a little bit, until they've gotten to know me. And in my worthless opinion, that's what ends up uh, makes me end up in the friend zone where the girl all of a sudden makes the decision, I can't date you, you're too nice, you're like a brother to me, whatever. Uh, and so there was one night where, uh, I was at the epicenter in North Carolina. Awesome place. If you've never been, it's like a giant building with a whole shitload of bars in it. And if you're into karaoke, if you're into live music, if you're into country music, or you just want to be mellow in an Irish pub, you can do it all right there. I'm not, uh, I'm actually I'm actually not being paid to advertise it. It is actually a very cool place. But I forced myself into that situation where I've got to talk to somebody. And uh, cuz usually when I'm behind the bar, I talk to everybody because I'm the bartender. And usually as the bartender, I am pretty mellow and have, you know, stand back and uh, watch things happen. There were a few times where a couple girls showed a little bit of interest, but then they met somebody else while shooting pool, or some, you know, or they were there to meet friends in the first place. But according to according to my uh, female friend bartenders, the this girl was totally interested in you. What? Why didn't you tell me before? Now she's get engaged. Yeah, but I digress. So I put myself in that situation. I turn. And saw a girl, she she was pretty, and I said, hey, how are you? You having a great night? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm having a great night. I'm on a bachelorette party with my friends, and we're all having a good time. And I said, really, what have you done tonight? Oh, we went here, 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 and here. And uh, then maybe it was a mistake for me to uh, start talking to a girl that was in a group because then all of a sudden the girl's in that group moved on and she's like, Oh, my friends are leaving. I got to go. Nice to meet you. And, uh, I was, then I had to sit back and think, uh, well, I gave her the benefit of the doubt because she, uh, uh, had, had a group that she had to stick with. Okay. Another situation. Uh, this, there was, this once again was back in the days of this, uh, when you could smoke in a bar, I would see women kind of, use smoking as a way to get to know a guy. This girl had cigarettes with her. Uh, I saw them in her, uh, in her purse, but she start, saw this guy. She, uh, that was smoking a cigarette and she walked over to him and said, Hey, can I bum a cigarette off you? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then they started talking, but halfway through the cigarette and she goes, well, I got to go back and, and go back up to the bar and get my things. It was nice to meet you. And, uh, I talked to her about it, and I said, you have cigarettes. Why'd you go bum one off him? And she said, well, he started talking about this, and I started to lose interest. It was a much longer story, much more interesting. 
I just can't recall the whole thing right now. But she made the effort to go over and talk to him, and uh, she found out everything she wanted to know about the guy and decided not to pursue any any more. Because, you know, nope, that's it. He's not uh, uh, sleep, uh, you know, one-night stand material. He's not dating material. He's not marriage material. He missed all three check marks. And it wasn't the guy that came over uh, and said it. And pretty much if he did say something like, hey, you were really nice. Can I get your phone number? Can I, uh, can we uh, go on, go out sometime? She would have said no one way or another. She might've put him down uh, a little bit uh, more methodically and say, oh, I've got to work or I've got to do this. But uh, I'll see you around. I I come in here pretty often. Um, other girls would probably just give. Uh, I've what's that phone number that you can call nowadays where uh, you can give it to the person and uh, uh, the rejected hotline or something like that. That was hilarious when I found out about that. One of my bar customers came in and said, "Hey, listen to this," and they uh, they called the phone number on their cell phone and I listened to it. And, this is the rejective hotline. Whoever gave you this number does not want you in in their life. They, in fact, loathe you. So please do not ever contact them again. It, you know, it was it was just hilarious. Some of you have to remember that. But there are women that do abuse that power. Uh, like there was this one time, these two guys were sitting at a table. They were having having dinner and a couple beers, and this girl. Walks up into uh, walks up to the guy that's sitting there having a cigarette, and she goes, "Hey, can I have a cigarette?" And the guy says, "Sure." And so she sits down and uh, starts talking to the guy. Uh, and as soon as the cigarette's done, well, I got to go back to my friends. Uh, and uh, she goes, walks away, and and then maybe fifteen minutes to a half hour later, she comes back and says, "Hey, can I get another cigarette?" And then she sits down and talks with him for a little while, and. Uh, then she says, well, I got to go check on my friends. I'll be right back. Then she leaves for a few minutes, however long, 15, 20 minutes. Then she comes back and talks to the guys for a second. Hey, can I have a cigarette? And then by that time, the guy with the cigarettes ran out. And all of a sudden she says, oh, well, that's too bad. Uh, thanks anyway. And then jumps up from the table and never talks to the guy ever again. And... You know, because I'm just the reason why I'm telling that story is because we're not all saints out there. But it once again shows the woman has the power when it comes to dating in the bar scene. But there are those also those situations where the girl, uh, this one happened to me. This girl walks up to me and she asked me if she can bum a cigarette. And I said, sure, give her a cigarette. And then she starts talking to me. And I thought. Uh, it was a pleasant conversation. We were both laughing. And then her friend came up and uh, she looked at my hat and I was wearing a be uh, hat that said the Beatles on top of it. She looks at the, my hat and says, the Beatles? That's an old band. And I'm like, yeah, I love the Beatles. And then everything that I said after that, she'd roll her eyes or scoff at me. And eventually she says, look, I got to go. Well, we got to go. And she, the girl that I gave the cigarette, she just finished the cigarette. And she said, uh, well, it was nice to meet you. Uh, I'll, uh, and runs off with her friend. Now, 
I, to this day, sit back and wonder, was her friend one of those friends that just tries to keep her away from possibly uh, meeting up with somebody bad? Or was that a setup where she just really wanted a cigarette, saw there was a guy with a cigarette, and told her friend, rescue me when I'm about this far down on the cigarette? I debate that all the time. But ladies, I mean, admit it. You ladies go through tons of stuff for us men. You wear makeup. You do your hair. You go, uh, well, clothing, I'm going to not necessarily put that directly for men because some women buy clothes because they're comfortable. Some women buy clothes because it makes them feel sexy. I've even heard of some women that buy clothes just to keep somebody else from buying that uh, buying that particular set of clothes or shoes. and But you women do wear high heels, which has got to be torture, uh, and you spend tons of money on makeup, hair, and all that stuff to look good. But you girls don't really realize, some of you actually don't really realize, that it's the men that have to do the peacocking, so you choose them out of the group. I mean, the guys have to do something in order to make themselves stand out. Otherwise, we look like just every other guy. And uh, and it's ultimately, like I've been telling you this whole podcast, the woman's decision whether to talk to him or progress any further. It's not never, I don't think it's ever been the guy's decision because if it's the guy's decision, then basically they force themselves on you and then uh, that is not called dating, that's called rape. But the guys have to play the games uh, that most women wish that guys wouldn't do, but unfortunately, some guys really have to play the games in order to get your attention and keep it. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of you out there are probably uh, saying I'm being sexist. Some of you probably saying I'm being biased. But I honestly do believe at this point that the woman makes the decision what uh, how far the relationship's going to go. Not not just sex, but how far the relationship is going to go between her and the opposite sex. I don't know how it works in gay relationships, so I'm not even going to get into that. But anyway, it's break time right now. Break time for your bartender. Going to go outside, have a smoke, have a breather. Until then, uh, first thing I want to tell you about is try bartenderzone.coffee.com. Head over to their website They've got a large selection of different coffee blends. You're sure to find something that you're going to like. And uh, don't forget to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com. Right now, heybartenderpodcast.com is running a special. Anything you order on that website, all the Hey Bartender Podcast swag is going to be automatically 30% off. No promo codes, nothing. Just automatically 30% off from now till the end of the year. So head on over to heybartenderpodcast.com and pick something up. All right, now, as promised, today's musical guest, we are featuring Scott and the Hoople, who come from the Northwest, uh, Washington, Seattle, uh, Washington, uh, Portland area. From their album, Neil, Volume 1, here is Scott and the Hoople with their song for the turnstiles. Sure. 
Once again, from their album, Neil, Volume 1, that was Scott and the Hoople with their single, For the Turnstiles. If you want to check out more about Neil and the Hoople, just get onto bandcamp.com and search them out. There you can find more of their music. You can also find out ways to get a hold of them. Uh, I'm finding out myself right now that they've got a Twitter account, Facebook account, instant uh, Instagram. Go on to bandcamp.com and go check them out. What also makes me think that women have the power when it comes to having sex is because I have never seen a guy successfully walk into the bar and say, I'm going to, I need some tonight. I want some tonight. It's going to happen and be successful at it. At least not majority of the time or very small percentage. Unfortunately, uh, now this phrase might upset a few people, but I'm going to say it anyway. There was a girl that came into the, uh, my bar and there were times where she say, I need some loving. And tonight it's been too long. And by the end of the night, she had somebody picked out and she went home with them. Usually didn't, unfortunately for her end up into anything spectacular, but all she did was just set her mind to it, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it happened. Now, a guy sets his mind to it. It maybe the guy comes off sounding desperate to the woman and scares him off immediately. But 
uh, I've seen women have way more success if they're in the mood. They are able to make it happen. It's interesting. Are you all you bartenders and servers out there that work in uh, social bars situations? Pay attention to that. It's astounding, really. And it was a huge realization to sit back and think, yes, women do make the final decision whether or not they want to go past having a simple conversation to a bar in a bar to either a date or go home with them. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And it's an interesting study. If I'm wrong, feel free to uh, email me due to heybartenderpodcast.com and we'll talk about it. Because uh, it's really uh, something that is worthy of study. Especially some of the women that purposely know. Now, this also might get me in trouble. I have nothing but respect for women, I swear. But also to watch women uh, make these guys who are trying to get in their pants jump through so many hoops and, and like a huge obstacle course. I'm like, I'm like some, some women put some guys through so much stuff where American Ninja Warrior is a playground compared to what the guys are having to do in order to convince this girl, I'm a good guy. You should get to know me better. And, you know, unfortunately, some of the stuff, yes, ladies, I am going to admit some guys don't call the next day or the three-day mandatory, whatever that fucking rule is. Uh, You know, whatever they do, they, they might treat you differently after the fact. It... Um, and I apologize for that, uh, as a man, uh, to all you ladies that that happens, but it does happen. We all make mistakes we, we uh, first sit back and think this is a great decision. Uh, this is going to go somewhere. I have found somebody. How come I don't hear from them anymore? We've, we all go through it, even guys. So a reminder to both sexes here, guys. The ladies have the decision. Accept it. You have to do what you can. Sell yourself in order to make them feel like you're a good decision. Now, whether you have ulterior motives, that's all on you. And like I said before, if you're lying about who you are, what you do, what you're like, women will find out. It's their uh, it's their X-Men power, X-Person power, X-Force. And women, if you don't think you have the power, trust your bartender. You do. You are the you are the one that makes the decision whether or not to progress in any direction with the opposite sex. How you go about it is your business. If the guy just walks up to you and all, all he has to do is smile and say hi... That's all on you. You make your if you decide to make your decision purely off of that, that's all on you. But you have it is your power. It is you are responsible for it. And being a guy who's a little bit of an introvert and uh the, the things like that don't really happen to me very often. Uh low self-esteem and all that stuff. Uh we got to work a little bit harder to keep your attention, but sometimes 
ladies, it might be worth it. He starts off as a dork, but he might be a better addition to your life than you think. So anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohols. Come on up to the bar. You're not getting shit. Just kidding. The bar is uh, uh, COVID friendly right now, and I don't require anybody to wear masks only because this is a fake bar. It's just a, I'm just a geek in a, with a microphone at this point. However, uh, it is closing time, so come on up, get your last drink, and, you know, say your last words, decide whether or not uh, he or she is a good idea, and get out of my bar. Just, and, but please come back eventually. Um, remember, if you want to contact me for any reason whatsoever, contact me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. If you want to uh, follow me on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's the same thing, Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm also on Twitter, not that much, Hey Bartender PO1. Special thanks to Esquire.com for uh, the drink that I stole off their website that they don't know anything about. Uh, hopefully they don't sue me over it. The Dark and Stormy was the name of the drink. Also thanks to Scott and the Hoople for allowing me to use their single for the turnstiles. Uh, if you want to know more, go check them out at bandcamp.com. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, and lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here.